Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. From the newsroom to the nursery. We're juggling a demanding career on live television with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. I'm Karen. And I'm Ingrid. They are anchor moms. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of Anchor Moms. Um, We've been kind of keeping a secret here from you guys for a couple of weeks, mostly because I think we're just, I think we're sad, Sad. but happy. We have all sorts of mixed emotions. Um, So without further ado, Ingrid. Ladies and gentlemen, at the ripe old age of 35, I will be retiring from the TV business, (laughs) (laughs) at least for now. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving my post as the morning meteorologist at News 13 here in Asheville, North Carolina. And that also means I'm saying goodbye to Anchor Moms, the podcast. Because yeah. I'm not technically sad. an anchor mom. I won't be an anchor mom anymore. I'll, I'll just be a mom and I'll be a stay-at-home mom, guys. Can you believe it? We've been talking so much about being a working mom for a year, two years now. And now I'm kind of on the other side of things. Um, but as a lot of, you know, you know, I work the morning shift and that means getting up at 2am, uh, very little sleep. Um, and if you're an avid listener, you also know I'm super pregnant. I'm almost nine months pregnant right now with my third kid. And, um, I, you know, I just kind of need a break and I, I don't want to miss these early years with my children. Um, you know, it's cliche, but they go by fast. And I want to be present, not just in my physical being, but um, I want to be (laughs) awake and happy and feel good when I'm spending the afternoons with my children, which will continue because I'm having another, I'm starting all over again. You know, I'm starting with a newborn again. So we're talking about another five years before that kid gets to kindergarten Um, and then the two other kids. So between the hours, um, waking up early, the long shifts. Um, the stress of the job. Uh, my family and I were fortunate enough that I'm able to take a step back from TV for just a little while um, and just focus on being a mama. And I'm super excited about it. We will miss you, but I'm also very proud. I think that's a great decision for you and your family. And I think I don't know. I think it's the right move and I'm excited for you to uh, have more flexibility and have more freedom and have more downtime, hopefully. And I'm not on that shift anymore, but I very, very distinctly remember how tough it is with, with three. And I think you're making a good choice. Good. Thank you. Yeah. You know, Ingrid, when you first told us this, um, I saw it coming because I, I just, I, I know how hard it is to have kids on this schedule. I mean, it's lovely to be able to spend the afternoons with your kids, but your, that part about being present, um, is so very true because you spend a lot of time 
just being tired and thinking about when you're going to catch just a couple of more hours of sleep. I think it's a really brave decision. I don't think it's an easy decision. I know you've worked Mm-mm. really hard in this career. Um, I'll never, I'm, I'm like going to tear up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I just remember when you were pregnant with Hartman and then you had Hartman and you were going back to school to get that, um, your meteorology degree. And I remember thinking like, I literally don't know how this woman is doing it. So I know this wasn't an easy decision because I know you've worked really hard to get where you are and it's change is hard and, and making big decisions is hard. Like sometimes it's easier to just keep doing what you're doing than to, uh, make a big life change. So kudos to you. Congratulations to you. I am, um, it's been really fun doing this podcast <laughs> with you and like Maybe. having you here. And I know because we've known about this for a while and we've been talking yeah. about it for so long, but it really is starting to feel real. I mean, it's starting, and I'm sure you feel, you should be crying right now. Not me, I mean, um, I, but you know, it's, um, it's, it's probably going to be harder than I think when it, when it comes down. Um, you know, it, it wasn't a decision I took lightly because like you said, I mean, I'm really proud of my career and what I've done in the past 10 years, 10 plus years. Um, and I don't want to view it as like, I'm throwing that away because I'm only 35 years old. Like that's young, you know, I have the rest of my life that I can work, but I have a couple years to be with my little babies. Um, and I, and I think it's a risk it's a risk because it's not like people maybe don't understand in TV. You can't just get a job when you want to get a job. You have to kind of like move across the country or you have to wait out that promotion for years sometimes at a station. And I finally have gotten the job that I've always wanted. And now I'm kind of giving it up. Right. But I'm trying not to view it that way. I, I, I think that once it happens, I might be a little bit sad. Um, but I think in, in retrospect, I think it's, it's the right decision. And I think this pregnancy and the timing of it is serendipitous. It, it lines up with the end of my contract. I mean, that was, none of that was planned. And I had to take that as a sign from above. Honestly, it's a sign from God that this is what it's, what's supposed to happen in my life. This is the path. I have no idea what's going to happen in the future. But I just have to, like, just let it go, you know? Let it go. <laughs> and get ready for a lot more Frozen with two little girls. Oh, my yeah, gosh, no yes. No but, uh, I'm, you know, I don't want to talk about not being on this podcast because it has been. No. I mean, it's it's something that is so precious that we will probably never have ever again in our lives. I mean, when, yeah. how uh, this can you believe that we all had babies together and became such good friends with our coworkers and we're doing this for our job? I mean, this is amazing. And I'm, and I, you know, I hope that you guys continue it and miss me every day and wish I never left, but I wish you the best of luck. (laughs) Well, um, you'll check in from time to time. I'm sure. Yeah. Right. I know you're always welcome as a guest on this podcast. You've always got a spot here. If you want to, Thanks, Come on ladies. in and tell us about how wonderful it is to like on the other know, side sleep in and like yeah I don't know go to brunch. Can you go to brunch when you like are yeah. girl, mom, I'll right? be brunching like on Tuesdays on like Thursdays. I'll be doing all kinds of stuff uh, with like three kids. It'll, <laughs> it'll be really <laughs> glamorous. 
Well, well um, we're excited for you, but we're also, we we're sad. It's kind of the end of an era. Weeks, I think. Yeah, I think that's what I was just going to say. Weeks, so yeah. I think we have a couple more podcasts to go with Ingrid and then stay tuned because we are planning some things. Um, Anchor Moms will continue on and we're planning some changes and we'll keep you, uh, we'll keep you posted for some of those Somehow, exciting things. Somehow, somehow we'll some push way forward we'll without Ingrid. Without Ingrid. Yeah. <laughs> somehow you'll make it. From the news desk. Working moms face employment bias. Combat it head on by putting mother on your resume. This is interesting. I never thought, I mean, I would never think to put mother on my resume. But the point of the article is, um, you know, motherhood is a training ground for leadership in every single way. Um, We've talked about this a little bit, but I didn't realize the numbers. More than 4 million women were pushed out of work by the pandemic. And uh, they called it a C- she session, sort of recession, a recession, mm-hmm. a she lover, session, lover. which is hard, hard to say. She um, session. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, of those more than 4 million who were pushed out, you know, obviously things are opening back up and, and everyone's kind of returning. Half are still unemployed. And I think it's going to be hard for a lot of moms to go back um, at this point. Uh, it talked about an, another stat that was shocking to me. When women become moms, they, on average, make 30% less money. When men become dads, they make 20% more money. Yeah, I don't get it. How is that a thing? Um, But anyway, this this group, um, which is called Hey Mama, um, it's an online community for working moms, um, is suggesting that you add mom to your resume. Would you guys ever consider that? I mean, is that something that that people do? Do you think that's like a thing? Do you know why I wouldn't? Because I don't think... I, I'm, if I'm being just totally honest, I think people are, I think people remain biased against women of childbearing age or women who are moms, because I think that automatically, they automatically assume that you're not as engaged. I mean, this article says it, you're not as engaged in work and your career as uh, somebody who isn't a mom or who isn't of childbearing age. So, I mean, I, I don't think I would risk Well, that's going to continue you? If, if you... I, I think sure, that that's just perpetuating you, the problem. I think part of the thing is we need to be proud of the fact that we're mothers and embrace the fact and prove. And I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Like, I'm sorry, right. but if if I have in front of me like a dad or a mom that I'm going to hire for a job, I guarantee you that mom is going to do a heck of a better job than the dad. Sorry, dads. But the things that the moms can juggle mm-hmm. and the dads cannot, at least in my household and I think amongst others on this podcast like that's an amazing thing now what you're saying Katie is like the person doing the hiring like might not be a mom and probably doesn't like think that way and realize that so I think what this group is saying is like put it on your resume and say things like like leading and managing um you know 15,000 things on top of a full-time job and still being like the top salesperson of 2020 or something like that. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like, okay, great. You can be good at your job, but try being good at two full-time jobs yeah. at the same time. Cause I'm yeah. good at both mm-hmm. of those. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, listen, I love the idea, but if you're, if you are like straight up asking me what I do it, if apply, I mean, I don't know. Um, I think here, but you're not going to hide the fact that you're a mom, like in an no, interview. No, no, no. But I do know, I know women in this business all the time. I see it on the uh, like the private Facebook group for uh, women newscasters. People hide their pregnancies for a really long time. Mm-hmm. People take jobs and don't tell 
hiring managers that they're pregnant because people discriminate against pregnant women or women who could become pregnant. I'm, I mean, I can actually think of some examples in my own life in which I will not mention none, none that have happened to me specifically, but conversations I've overheard here at WLOS. I actually think we have, um, we are really lucky. We have a manager who um, understands that uh, being a mom is really difficult. And I think he really puts people's person, like understands that people have personal lives and that in order to be happy here and successful here, you have to make sure that some of your stuff at home is taken care of. But I don't think that's the case. I would say at the majority of TV stations across the nation, I'm just going to say it. You're I know. I think you're I right. just I don't think, think that's true. Yeah. I don't yeah. think that's true. Yeah, I so, think, and I think, I think it does yeah. like in, in some respect, I think it does depend on your business, right? Like this isn't like a across True. the board. Like I think it definitely depends on what job you're in and what career you are, whether it makes sense to put that on your resume or not. You know, the other thing is like, yeah, you don't put it on your resume or maybe you don't talk about it too much in the interview, but then like, you know, there's no way to hide it, no. right? Like you're going to have sick kids. It. You're going to have, you're going to talk about your personal life. Like so it's one of those things that like, are you upfront about it right away and look at it as a positive or do you kind of just like push it off to the side and like hope nobody notices, which uh, is impossible. Of course they will. Right. right. So I don't know. It's, it's an interesting thought. Um, I like the idea again, but like, yeah, I think it depends on your job. Right. And, and, and I do think it a lot depends on the boss too. I think you know, that, that COVID too has really changed this in general because I think everyone, including dads, um, and even if you don't have kids, you recognize what people's personal life is like now and how that has an impact on their entire lives, including their employment and their jobs. So I feel like this maybe is a good time to kind of start this ball Mm -hmm. rolling. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the reason um, this article says this, many more women have not been going back to work. Uh, like the women workforce is not back is because a lot of kids are not, I mean, aren't back in school full time yet, right. or weren't back in school full time yet. Uh, I think the child care issue is huge. And we know that women, the, the, the proportionate amount of like child care stuff falls to, to moms. So are you going to put that, that on your resume as you're like hoping and praying to get a job? I, I don't know, but I, it's a, it's a nice thought. It's a lovely thought. I don't know. Yeah. But it's an, it's an interesting article. So check it out. Um, so I have a mums today. Mums the word. I know you guys are better at are better readers than me. Well, I shouldn't say it that way. I know how to read. I can read. You obviously have a You're a good reader. More avid readers. Thank you. Um, than me. I don't pick up a book very much. Um, but I do listen to a lot of podcasts and I have a podcast that I love. What is it? Um, Other it's than called, the and, and right. I mean, obviously you listen to this after you listen to Anchor Moms. Um, and I will say I'm usually like a true crime person. I listen yeah. to a lot of true yeah. crime podcasts, but this one is a little bit different. It's called The Dropout. Um, and it's actually from ABC news, but it's about, and I was like semi, it was one of those stories, like it's a real story. And you know, when you like hear something and you're like, I kind of feel like I remember hearing about that a little bit, but I don't really remember because you know, we read so many, yeah, we read so many headlines and and things like that. But anyway, so it's about this woman, Elizabeth Holmes, um, who started this company called Theranos. Oh yeah. Do you guys remember this? Yes. No. Um, this was a while ago. Yes. She did get into a lot of trouble, which I don't want to like ruin anything if you don't know the story at all. But 
Um, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Listen to listen to this podcast. Is it like one of the, it's like ABC? Yeah. It's ABC News. It's a woman yeah. host. Um, and it walks through her story. Basically, this woman like dropped out of college, but then got a lot of investment money and wanted to be like Steve Jobs, you know, and, and had this vision of like turning her company into like Apple, like this big, huge tech company um, and hired all these employees. And anyway, it, the device that she was, um, it, it walks through this device that she was her invention, her, her claim to fame and what happened with it. And again, I don't want to give anything away, but it was fascinating. And I actually um, told Gregory about it and he listened to it and also loved it. So I don't think it was just me. Um, That's interesting. Approved. So, yes, and I would approved. say that it is a crime. I mean, it's just white. It is kind crime. of crimey. I yeah, mean, it's, it's not, not like, like a murder, murder mystery, right. but I mean, what she did. It's I mean, one it's of illegal. those. It's one of those yeah. stories that you're just like, ever, as you're listening, you're like, oh my gosh, I, I can't believe this happened. Like you know those like real stories that happen in real life that you're just like, yeah, this is unbelievable. It's, yeah, it's how it is for the Good. whole entire podcast. So I loved it. So check okay. it out if so you're interested. Our second article is from Karen Feeding, which is this, um, it's, we, we talk about it a lot here on the podcast. It's uh, from Slate and it's an advice column. Um, so somebody writes in, you know, with their problem. I thought you said, I thought you said Karen Feeding. Oh, well, care, care and feeding. Care but, and feeding. I was like, wait, yes. it's about Karen Care with feeding? a C. Typical, like, typical, yeah. typical Karen, always thinking everything's always about her. Well, I just was like, <laughs> wait, care, Karen Feeding, this sounds Interesting. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, Continue. Yeah. Okay. Um, care and feeding care with a C. Um, so the title is, I don't think I can respect my wife if she becomes a stay at home mom before the baby, mm. she was ambitious. What happened? So this guy, um, he and his wife have a 10 month old girl. Um, his wife's company was generous with maternity leave. She has been staying home, um, you know, on scheduled maternity leave, but she's scheduled to go back to work here. Um, after her first birthday in January, so it sounds like a, a nice maternity leave. Um, yeah, if, right. If she's going back after the. I mean, yes, maybe they're not here in the U.S. I feel like other countries have better maternity leave policies. Anyway, um, she recent, recently told the husband she doesn't want to go back to her job and would like to be a stay-at-home parent. I asked her why, and she said she enjoys being a mother too much to leave our daughter to go back to work when she doesn't need to. He says this is a total departure of what they had planned before the baby was born. She has a good job. She makes about as much money as he does. Um, they met. At, they they first met on the job, and one of the reasons he was attracted to her, he he liked her ambition, and it's shocking to him that her career isn't that important anymore. He says they can afford for her to be a stay at home mom, but they'll have to cut out like some of the you know, the extra spending money. Um, and he is just, he was, he loves his wife. He wants to stay with his wife, but he really admired her for her work and he feels really disappointed in her. And the, um, the person giving the advice writes back. Uh, he, the, the, he thinks that she's looking at this in a rather, or he's rather looking at this in a rather reductive way, a self-focused kind of way. And without a lot of information, for as to why your wife feels the way she does. What do you guys think? This is so sad. I hate it. I would say as a soon to be stay at home mom, mom, who's currently still working, um, you know, similar scenario. Like I met my husband at work. Like that Mm -hmm. was like, like our first love, like what brought us together, um, similar interests, um, you know, he liked, he likes to see my work ethic, you know, going back to school for different things, all that sort of stuff. 
But the one thing that's different about me and me and this other family is my husband came up with the thought of, hey, why don't you quit your job and become a stay-at-home mom? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I love him for that because I wouldn't have said that for myself because personally I feel like I need to help with the family income. Um, and you know, and it is scary to have one breadwinner in the family. And I think that he needs to see this from a whole different perspective. I need to, mm-hmm. I'm going to give him a call and say, look, <laughs> I need to talk to my husband about this because it, it kind of infuriated me to be honest, mm-hmm. the way he's thinking about all of this. Like you have a wife that utterly loves her child so much that it's like painful the thought of leaving her child and having to go back to work and instead of celebrating that, you're making her feel guilty for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that the the author here also has a very good response. If you have time to go back and read the whole thing, she really does hit the nail on the head. One of the things that I like that she says, and I think this is t- true in several different situations, the author, few of us remain exactly mm-hmm. the same, the same, maintain the same desires and goals or feel fulfilled by the exact same things over the course of a lifetime. A hallmark of a good marriage or long-term relationship is when it proves safe ground for one or both people to change, sometimes change a great deal without losing their partner's support, respect, or love. Yeah, I wrote that down too. I think that's great. And that's exactly what we should all be going for, right? Like, yeah, we're not going to be the exact same at 60 that we were at 25 or 30 when we met our spouse, right? I mean, we're going to change. And that's the whole point is like, you are with somebody who loves you no matter what, you know, what changes in your life or whether your goals or dreams change a little bit. Um, I'm very glad that John has been supportive and I think that's how husbands should be, right? Like, you know, it should be a thing where no matter what you go and tell your spouse, like, hey, this is something I care deeply about, whether it's I want a cheeseburger tonight or, you know, I don't want to work anymore. Like, no matter what it is, like, if, if it means a lot to you in that moment, then it should mean a lot to your husband. And another thing is he's dismissing the fact that taking care of a baby is hard work. Uh, so what yeah. he's basically saying is, like, now you're just not going to work and do anything. You're not going to do anything. It's like, well, yeah. well, do you remember that kid that was in my stomach for nine months and now like I've been up all night with her and it's been a year and now she's gonna be a toddler. Like, hello, that's a hard job too. Like mm-hmm. he, I don't yeah. know this whole, this dude. I know it made me mad. Rubbing me the wrong way. Yeah. Well, and I mean, also just, ha- I mean, you cannot like having a kid is such a life changing experience. I mean, I feel like that's, you always reserve the right to change your mind in that circumstance because having a kid just right. makes you a different person so you have like different thoughts and feelings and ambitions I think once you have kids so mm-hmm. you, of course you I mean I think you that's part of it like you have to biologically mm-hmm. you have to have that feeling towards your child right I right mean, right take yeah. care of them well I'm just um, glad none of us are married to this guy yeah jerk and other news okay last article Loser. for today this comes from motherly Um, and this, I think hits pretty close to home for all three of us because we've all been in probably a similar situation, um, in some aspects before. So, um, this reporter says she wasn't allowed to pump. We're talking about like breast pumping, breast pump at work 
the bosses would say things like find a target or a hospital, like you're not allowed to come back to the station. Um, veteran news reporter Kate Rayner says her former TV station in Connecticut refused to accommodate her request to pump. She is now suing NBC Universal for sex and pregnancy discrimination and retaliation. Um, this is not even her first kid. This is her second kid. And she said, like, look, I didn't have any issues the first round when I was able to go back to the station and pump. And I put that request in with her, my bosses, the second baby, and they just refused to accommodate her request over and over and over again. And she has her whole statement listed here. If you want to go back and read it, I'll just read one part of it. She says, we need more employers to understand that it's not about time off or midday breaks. It's about the health and safety of a mother and her child. I mean, she's not trying to take a smoking break or even a lunch break. She literally is in physical discomfort because that's what happens when you're breasts are engorged with breast milk and you need to relieve them a for yourself, but also to keep your baby alive alive because that's their main source of, um, food. Food. And she, I mean, she just came back from her maternity leave, which I'm assuming was not very long because we live in the U S 10, 12 weeks or something. I mean, your baby is just drinking milk at that point. Um, and you know, it's, it's very, very sad to see this. And it's also sad to hear that her boss was a woman. That's shocking to me. Shocking. I would be interested. Is she a mom? Like, I would love to know the circumstances of this. She says, I have, her boss kept saying, I have a business to run. That breastfeeding doesn't count as a disability. That must be accommodated. And that lactation is not entitled to protection. So she's like trying to throw legal jargon towards her. And then this reporter is throwing it back with the lawsuit, which sounds like she might have a pretty good case. Well, I just, doesn't it make you so grateful that our bosses have been supportive of pump breaks and, whew, I mean, we at least had a room. Well, yeah, but it's different too, because she's a reporter, right? Like in the field reporter, like when I had my kids, I was in the station. So it was a lot easier to be like, Hey, I need to take some breaks into pump. And there was a spot to do it. But, um, it is, I mean, I'll, you know, I was also a reporter for a number of years and sometimes you hold your pee for like hours because you don't have time to go pee. Like the deadlines are real. So stopping two times a day and pumping for 20 to 30 minutes has got to be very challenging. And to drive back to the station to do that is probably even harder. Um, but I mean, again, we've been talking about this for you know, during this podcast, moms are multitaskers. Like you don't just sit there and pump and like file your nails. Like you're writing your script or you're logging or you're, you're still working. You just need the mm-hmm. sa- a safe, comfortable space to pump. That's all she's asking for. Well, as someone who was a reporter for all three pumping kids, like I just feel grateful that I, every boss at this station and my previous station was super um, supportive. And I was always given the opportunity to even on deadline, like, do you need to take a break? Do you need to do this? Like, we understand. And I think so you it did all... pump like everywhere under the sun, though. Oh, yeah, didn't you? I did. And I'm not saying it was always fun. Like, yeah, there were times that I had to pump in like, a, a, you know, I don't know, a random room of a business or in the car and tell my photographer to go take a walk for 15 minutes. Like, it was never fun. Or, but at least at least I felt like my managers supported me, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's the big thing is and what she's saying here, like, we need cultural change. We need to make sure that every manager, regardless of if you're a man or a woman or a parent or not, like 
supports this. And I did, I, I can say that I've, in every job I've had as a mom, I felt like my bosses and my managers were very supportive of well, allowing me to take those breaks. To but mom. also I would be, I mean, I don't think you should, it should just be dependent on like, Oh, cross your fingers and hope you have a good like boss who, mm-hmm. you know, this should be law. Like I would be interested. I well, don't that's know. What, that's we what it says. That like a pump for nurser, nursing mothers act, which extends protections to nearly 9 million women excluded from the current break time for nursing mothers. I don't know what the laws are or what the rights are, or if they differ state from state to state. Do you guys know? Well, I don't know. I don't know all that, but it said in the article that there is a law that makes it so that you have to be able to take a pump break in Connecticut where this woman was, but obviously the bosses didn't abide by that, which is why she's filing the lawsuit because that was, you know what I mean? She says the legislation just passed the Senate and House last month. So I don't know where things stand with for that, but that's the thing is like, you can't just always count on that. You're going to have like a supportive manager out there. Like it needs to be like no questions asked. Right. Right. Yes. This is a right that you have to have. It's like breathing, Mm -hmm. breastfeeding or pumping. Mm -hmm. I mean, like your kids, like like, tell this to your boss, be like, (laughs) right. Be like, what if you had to take a huge dump? Like, what if you had to poop? What if you had like diarrhea and you had to get to the bathroom, but like your boss, somebody was telling you, you're not allowed sorry, you're not allowed to, Find you're going to have to wait till you get home. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you know how hard that would be? Like, I, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's hard for them to understand because they've never been in that situation. But let me tell you, and you can also get mastitis. You can get, and like for yeah. people who haven't, who listeners who haven't pumped, like, yeah, it is so painful when you have to pump, especially early on when you have a three month old at home and you have to do it every couple hours. And if you skip one, oh, yeah, you skip so one awful. pump session. It's painful. Yeah. It's way worse yeah, than I, having to poop. I don't, well. <laughs> I don't know about yeah, that. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> similar. Um, let's move on. Win of the week. My win is, uh, again, we are just coming back from some vacations, and it's been really fun to see River you know, the last time we were able to travel, River was 18 months old. She hasn't seen mm. her grandparents. She hasn't seen my sister. Um, she hasn't seen um, her aunts on Brian's side. She hasn't seen her cousins. And the difference between a three-year-old and an 18-month-old is night and day. And she's so interested in them. And she's so pumped to see them. And she's, like, hugging them and playing with them. And it's just been Aww. such – I'm so thankful to get back to – um, family time, the world in which we used to know, which is why I would encourage everybody to get vaccinated so we can get rid of COVID as quickly as possible. And the world can continue to be a uh, normal. Yeah. It's just been really fun to see her finally recognizing grandma, like saying grandma for the first time. Cause she Aww. hasn't, she doesn't know Brian's parents. Um, and she calls my sister, aunt Jenner's and aunt Pam and cousin Rachel, um, it's just, it's oh, like really literally been one of the joys of my summer so far is just seeing her be able to interact with people other than myself and Brian and our nanny, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, that's wonderful. That's great. Amen Aww. to that. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, stay tuned. We'll, we'll have lots more coming up in the weeks ahead about, um, our, our big farewell to dear Ingrid um, and, uh, the plans for anchor moms post Ingrid. <laughs> sniff, sniff. Okay. Hmm. Um, okay. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye guys.
Thanks for listening.